on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There is Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, good everyone. It is the clubhouse talking all things golf right around Australia. Julian Bayard is here. Mark Allen is here. Well, he stumbled in. Mark Allen, he's in a bit of strife. <laughs> hey, mate. G'day, Jules. I didn't play golf this week because of my back. You didn't play golf this week because you're just too busy working and yep. making squillions. Well, good for, good yeah, for you. That's not Good right. for you. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that the worst? When you've got it, like I, I was very lucky my whole career. I hardly had a back complaint my whole life. Mm. Uh, but twice in the last three or four years, while trying to get ready for a, a tournament, I've kind of just nudged it. Raking the leaves didn't help. Hang on. So you've done you've done your back yeah. from this raking the leaves injury we joked about a couple of weeks ago. Well, you know, I, I went I went earlier in the week and um, got Paul Trainer. Now, Paul Trainer used to be the physio on the PGA Tour for about 15 years. Mm. He's now the physio at the St Kilda Footy Club. Right. But he does a little bit of you know work back at his old practice. So I went and saw him this week. Um, and he explained a lot about how it all works. And it ended up just being a pinch. You might have thought at the start it might have been a disc, mm. but it wasn't. So I've just pinched it. And I've just, you know, just when your hips go forward, when you go down, and that's where it, that's where it, it really hurts. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you what, once they start loosening things up a little bit, and then, you know, because I've never had bad backs, I've never really thought about them. But the way he was explaining it to me, it's, it's pretty interesting about... Yeah, and there's a lot to be said about keeping your back loose. Yes. Um, and you can't always go to the physio. You, can, you know, the PGA Tour players, the one thing that they do all the time, whether it's, you know, the, the guy who travels, like Paul Trainer used to do, mm-hmm. or whether they've got their own guy, is that they keep that spine so loose. Yeah. Because if, let's say, the bottom of your spine um, tightens up, well, that's the pain that you really can't play with. Mm-hmm. If the top of your spine tightens up, because that's tight, then the bottom part of your spine has to do the extra work, yeah. and that's when you know it just it just snowballs. Yeah. You're cooked. You, you are absolutely cooked. And if look, if you're like me and you grew up thinking that your feet had to stay on the ground and your hips stayed still, and you you know you turned your shoulders against your hips, which is what I was taught as a kid, um, versus the old days when you know you look at Sam Snead and Ben Hogan and you know and, and to make things worse in Ben Hogan's books, the Five Fundamentals, he said that he doesn't move his hips on the way back. Yeah. Well, when you look at the old vision of what Ben Hogan was doing, I'm telling you, his hips were moving an enormous, you know, compared to what, you know, some of the players of today, compared to Jason Day, yep. who, who tries to keep his hips reasonably still. Uh, well, it looks like it anyway. Um, you know, Ben Hogan, he had a huge turn, mm. a huge turn. Jack Nicholas, a huge hip turn. Greg Norman, I didn't know this, but a huge hip turn. He, you know, Butch Harmon talks about Greg Norman coming to him, talking about just to, how to turn the hips. But if you're older... And you don't work on your spine. If you don't do your exercises, if you don't stretch your hammies and your glutes and well, everything else I was taught today. You cooked. Uh, sorry, excuse me, during the week. You can cook yourself a little bit because you'll just put too much pressure on your lower back. Yep. But if the top bit of your back is able to move a little bit more, mm. it's amazing how it works. And, you know, it's just the old roller. You know what I've been doing? You know, oh, the foam roller? Well, the nab kick, you know, I'm too lazy to go out and get a foam roller. So the nab kick, the nab, the nab Oz, Oz kick, kick footy works a treat. Oh, yeah. Just these little footies, just nice. get on your back and start nice. rolling around sides. But you can actually feel, you know, your vertebrae going in, out, in, out, yeah. in, out, all the way down your spine. And apparently that loosens things up. And, and 
I am now a believer. So the important question is, Mark. Yes. There's a big event happening next Vic week. Big Open next Vic week. Big Open is next week. Starts on Everyone Thursday. Everyone wants to know how you're going to go. And you've come up a week prior and you can't move. You can't well, even finish a round, Marco. I used to dream about winning at an older age. <laughs> But uh, I don't think a top 10's out of the question. Oh, wow. Top 10 finish is out of the question. Yeah, mm-hmm. just shoot seven or eight or nine under. going to get four straight days of golf? Well, that's the issue. Yeah. That is the issue. But uh, what I've done, I've worded up the sponsors. There's two pro-am. So I've got, I'm playing in the Tuesday pro-am, mm-hmm. Wednesday off. Yeah. Do my exercises, mm-hmm. get the nabbles kick footy out and do my rollers, chip in a bit of a putt. Um, my work, we've got the caravan down there next week. So SEN will be there for most of the days. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to travel? Yeah. I don't think top 10's out of the question, Jules. Yeah, right. Do you? Well, the way <laughs> yeah. I'm watching you at the moment, just struggle to walk into the studio. Yeah, that was no I don't good. know how you're going to get around. That was no good. 72 holes of golf. Well, we'll see. We'll hey, see this week. Yeah, but by the way, if I can't put some rounds together, then <laughs> I'll be pulling out and, and hopefully that spot can go to, yep. I don't know, maybe someone who's uh, the first emergency, someone, yep. someone like that in the field. So we'll see. Yep. But um, I still want to play, mate. I reckon I can beat these kids. <laughs> I do. I want to show them a thing or two. Got the mental temperament. With their 50, 46-inch driver shafts and their 15 wedges That's and it. the big bags. <laughs> I want to show these we, kids a thing or two. Are you going to carry? Or are you going to have a caddy? No, caddy. Got to have a caddy. Yeah. Got to have a caddy. Um, and you won't believe this, mm. but because the European Tour event and some of the girls are coming down for yeah. the ladies, which is a European Tour event, They've got the choice between metres and yards. Oh. The men, because it's not a European tour event, I can only get a metre book and I can't use a laser. So I've got to change all the yardages. You're to get your calculator out. I've got to change the meter, the meterages. The la- uh, I have to do it every year. It's a nightmare. Yep. Anyway. Cooked, mate. Cooked. Someone's got to fix that for That's me it. as well. You're going to have to sort that out, mate. What a shame. Hey, um, Tiger. Tiger talking was about Tiger. Back. He was back. Do you buy this week as well? Yep. But last week, let's talk about what he was doing at Torrey Pines because that mm. told the biggest story, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't help that he was paired with Dustin Johnson and Jason Day. That was his comment after the first round. Gee, it was slow. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just really struggled with the tempo out there. It was oh, just yeah. so slow. He, I see he blamed playing with three people uh, in a three-person group rather than what he'd been playing with previously, which was just with one other person. Well, well Jason's a very slow player, deep mate. down he was going... My God, Jason! Come on, Jason! Yeah, he did. Jason, look, Jake, look. In my view, mm. this is my view, standing a long way away, just watching on telly. Jason's pre-shot routine is as stodgy as it gets at the moment. Yeah. This whole dragging the toe oh, as you go in, doing your spot lining. I mean, come on, mate. Just Let's just it. get moving. Just hit it, mate. Visualize your shot. Let's talk later on about Walk quicking in the, the game up. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I, I do want to do that. But back to Tiger. Mm-hmm. Didn't help that he was playing with the PGA Tour Player of the Year. Last year, Dustin Johnson and the world number one, Jason Day. Um, but when you put his swing up against what the other two boys were doing, it looked like he was 55 years old. That right shoulder comes up so hard, mm. so early. And, you know, I, I one of the great things about having Foxtel is you can push the pause button. That's right. If you push it really quick, you can get their swings in the nice little spots and you can kind of study the positions they're in. Um, halfway through... Tiger's follow-through, his right shoulder is crazy high compared mm. to the other two. And that is just a sign of being old mm-hmm. or he's protecting something, whether it's his knee, his, his left knee, his left ankle, which he's had trouble with, mm-hmm. his back. He's protecting. He might be protecting all three, but I can tell you this, 
The right shoulder going under happens for a reason. And that is it keeps it helps keep the blade very square and also helps keep your waist back so that your arms have a channel to swing down and through. As soon as your right shoulder wants to come up, then your body has to prepare for the right shoulder coming up, which means your hips start straightening up, get closer to the ball. And once those hips get closer to the ball on the way down, then they just get in the way of your arms. And even the great Tiger Woods, he's coming down super narrow as well. Yeah. Very narrow compared to when he was a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tiger Woods used to have a lot of club head speed, but because he came down so wide and into the ball, he didn't have any ball spin. So he mightn't have had the fastest ball going through the air, but I'll tell you what, he had the ball going through the air with the least, with least drag. Mm-hmm. So by the time the ball got to the apex, his ball was still yeah. going pretty quick, yeah. where the initial ball speed of, say, Dustin Johnson comes off really fast but spins more than Tiger's used to. So by the time it got to the apex, you know, Dustin's ball might have been going slower than Tiger's ball. So that was one of the reasons that Tiger hit the ball so far mm. is because he came down wide, he didn't hit down on the ball like the others, uh, and his pill was just flying yep. at the apex compared to some of the others. Yep, it's fascinating. I, how can he get it back? I heard some audio of yourself and, uh, and Craig Spence during the week yep. talking about his swing and yep. what he has to do to fix it going forward. Is it is it just completely stuffed now or does he is he playing his swing simply to avoid all the other injuries? Well, I, I know we're going to play. Can we play some audio yeah. of what he said first? Because I haven't heard this as yeah. yet. I'd like to so hear this, what he this said first during the week before I go off half-cocked. That's right. This is what he said during the week in Dubai talking about his swing. And he also spoke about uh, taking inspiration from Roger Federer's win. Okay, so this, this was the Wednesday before the Dubai Desert That's Classic. Right. Wednesday right. during the week. Let's take a listen. You know, the, the simplest thing is I just play away from pain. That's it. I play away from pain. <laughs> yes. Whether my swing looks um, classical, rhythmical, or it may look unorthodox, I don't care. As long as I don't feel that nerve pain, anyone who's in here who's ever had nerve pain in their back um, or anywhere in their spine, it's like hitting your funny bone a thousand times a day. It's just not fun. And I would much rather not have to go through that again. We've seen uh, Roger Federer come back from injury to win a Grand Slam. Mm. Does that inspire you to do the same? Do you see similarities between yourself and, and perhaps Roger Federer? Yeah, what Roger's done is he's been dominant for so long. And then to not only that, to, to compete against Joko, to compete against Rafa, and, and now Andy's playing well. Um, he's had, you know, a, a litany of guys who, who won, won slams. And no one wins slams at his age. And for him to come back after taking that much time off, and for him to get the timing, and that's that's the hardest part. I mean, that, that, those courts were playing quick. I mean, you saw his first game. I mean, he framed about I think three or four of them. Um, but once he once he found the groove, once he found the rhythm, it, you know, Roger came back and um, he rehabbed properly. Um, and you can tell how fast he's moving. He shortened up points. Changed his strategy around a little bit. Um, didn't hang around the baseline as long. I mean. It, as you get older, you change your game. You do things slightly differently. And he did that. Can you do that as well? Am I going to do that? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to be hitting the ball, you know, like some of these guys, 340. 
out there. Um, I watched Dustin carry a ball last week when it was cold, wet, and damp, and he carried it 335. And uh, Jason and I just looked at each other going, <laughs> we don't have that. Uh, so it's, you can do it differently. I mean, look what, if, you look at, if you look at the list of guys who shot below 60, you realize Jim Fierke's on there twice? And so um, the guy who averages 270 off the tee can shoot two, two rounds under, under 60. So it can be done different ways. There he is, Tiger Woods, chatting during the week. Michael, what did uh, you take out of that? Well, I, you get RSI from hitting a lot of golf balls. Mm. If his RSI is causing nerve pain in his back, then he's cooked. Yeah. That's it. Because you, you can't swing to avoid pain and expect – all that practice you've done to cause the injury, which is the correct way to swing a golf club, you can't now avoid swinging the correct way because there's a bit of pain. And that's what we've been seeing. That's what every every ex-golfer who has been watching Tiger that I know of sees exactly what I see, and that is this right shoulder coming up really early in the follow-through. And if it's coming up early in the follow-through, then it's coming up early through impact, and there is no doubt when you slow it down that his impact position is nowhere near the old Tiger position. His backswing looks great. He looks physically fit. But if he's dodging pain, cooked. Done. Cooked. Mm. I mean, he's got, this is the second tournament that he had. He's got a four tournaments in a five tournament win. This is a a five-week period. This is the second tournament. And we're talking about dodging pain? Yeah. He'd want a good physio. He, he, I tell you, <laughs> we might have to send him a Neb kick little footy. Get him one of the footies out. Nerve pain. Yeah, you don't want nerve pain. And, you yeah. know, it, I mean, you know, my pain compared to his is probably nothing, but the little pinch that I'm getting yeah. every time I hit a golf ball, if I try and dodge that pinch, then I can't play. So my ball doesn't go anywhere near hit. My club head speed, if he's trying to dodge pain or dodge the pinch, He's cooked, absolutely gone. He's, that's got to be fixed. Put up your hand and fix that. And if it can't be fixed, if that can't be fixed, he's cooked. Yep. Absolutely done. Mm. Fascinating. Oh, Fascinating. Mate. It's funny to hear all that stuff, yeah. you know. Oh, it's, it's nice to hear. I mean, some good questions too. Uh, quite often they ask some shockers to Tiger and he, he doesn't know what to say. Uh, but talking about Federer there and Ruffer and mm. everybody else, uh, I mean, you know, Rafa's at 14, I think, and uh, Federer's now at 18. His mm-hmm. goal, well, his goal was probably 19 to go past Jack. No no chance. No. Absolutely no chance. If he's playing with pinching pain, nerve pain, then he is done like a dinner. Can't wait to see how he goes over the next month. He'll probably win this <laughs> week. <laughs> Oh, this wow. is going where he's probably 16 under. <laughs> it probably does. But no, I mean, I can't say. Not not the way he's swinging and not after what I heard that. I mean, it would take it would take a putting performance, a chipping and putting performance that, that we've never seen before for him to perform well at a really high level. He, I mean, it, and it's really interesting here hearing him talk about Dustin Johnson hitting it, carrying it 335 oh, yards. Yeah. So over 300 metres, folks, on a cold, wet, damp day in San Diego. I mean, it's a heavy atmosphere, 
and Dusty's carrying at 335. Yep. No wonder he's looking at Jason Day and they just can't believe can't, what they're saying. What are we seeing here? <laughs> no wonder no, no wonder's that. So if he's saying seeing you know Jason and Dustin as the benchmark, the guys who have a real opportunity of playing an extremely high level of golf very consistently because of the way they drive the ball. If he's seeing that, uh, and now he's talking like he's 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 putting his game up against Jim Furyk's game. Just because he's shot sub-60 twice. Come on. Mm. No, no, we'll never see the old Tiger. If not, In fact, we'll, we'll never see. We'll never see anything like what we saw in 2000. Not even close mm-hmm. again. A break on the clubhouse. So sad. We're going to talk to Phoenix Open and the stadium. Yeah, let's do that. Next. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Yeah, we're back. It is the clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is in the studio each and every week on this uh, weekend of golf where we see probably the most fascinating and most talked about hole in Mm. golf, Marco. And it's not going to be a person this week who's my Honda Power Player of the Week. It's going to be a golfer. Nice. The Power Player of the Week. For Honda Power Equipment, Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range from $329. Yeah, that's it. Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range from $329. Only at your specialist Honda dealer, $329 for the Honda four-stroke lawn and garden range. I'm giving the boys at Honda a call this week. I need some stuff for the new pad. Give them a ring. Need a blower. I need a sucker. Have you seen these new things? Like a vacuum cleaner. Honda have got them. And the new, uh, I need a new, just a backyard. Lawnmower as well. Oh, yes. So I'm going straight to Honda. Nice. Sounds good. Perfect. Hey, right. Um, Phoenix Open. Yeah. How good How good is the 16th? Yeah, it's, um, it's a joke. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, from humble beginnings, where it was just a few frat boys from Arizona State and uh, the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. They used to get down there together. Yep. And so they had a weekend. They used to have a frat, bowl part, a frat party, basically, on the 16th hole. Yeah. Um, even when you Google, just go and Google Tiger Woods holding one right now. Yeah. And uh, you'll see back in 1999 when he had his holding one, even when you see what the surrounds were like then, it was starting to build. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few marquees and yeah. things. There is now talk of building a permanent stadium. <laughs> right? I love it. Because it goes up every year. Yeah. But, you know, if I was in the vicinity of this golf course and the permanent stadium was built around the golf hole, I'd go and play just to have a look at it. Oh, I reckon yeah. it's an opportunity that they should take. Yeah. Um, it's even got to the point now, you know, the light shows that go around the MCG and Eddie had and all the <laughs> stadiums. They've got those. <laughs> they've got the, you know, they've got, it, it is out of control. And what it is now morphed into, it is their spring carnival. Yes. So down here in Melbourne, we get 400,000 people going to the races for one week. And nobody, hardly anybody sees horse flesh. <laughs> you know, see so the TV are at the back. Yep. It's exactly the same. This waste management event has now turned into Arizona's Spring Carnival. No one's watching the golf. <laughs> no, they are getting 180,000 people through the gates to the golf yeah. on one day. Mm. In the practice round, they got 100 and something thousand people on a Wednesday practice round through the gates. And the beautiful part about this is it's Super Bowl weekend, like you say. They all hit off early yep. so they can watch the Super Bowl <laughs> after the golf. That's it. <laughs> Genius. There are, there are so many places now that, that have tried it. You know, they've gone, let's have a party hole. Never works. Nah. Get a few drunks. It, it doesn't work. Didn't they tried that in Melbourne once? Yeah, they tried it at uh, Australian Open. 
Yeah. Uh, and got a bit rowdy. I know some of the people really... Your mate Robert Allenby wasn't overly Robert. pleased. <laughs> yeah, some of them annoyed Robert. It was worth it just for that. Yeah, he didn't come back the next year because <laughs> one person said something to him in the crowd. He went and played South Africa the next year. Didn't want to come back. Yeah. Penalised everybody for one idiot. Um, so we've tried it here. There are a few holes on the US tour that are developing, but nothing like this. Mm. They've done it well. It comes at the right time uh, over there. It's just starting to warm up in Arizona. People are starting to wear shorts, uh, and they get out there and they have a beer, and you know they have fun. And there is noise at the tee, which is fantastic because you know when people, you know, you see one of the. One of the funny things about going to a golf tournament is seeing all the marshals with a quiet sign. And the quiet sign goes up and everyone's supposed to be quiet. Nobody wants this on this hole. No. What the players want is a constant murmuring. Because the only thing that puts you off is the unexpected noise, yeah. especially a loud one. It's dead silent and someone's phone yeah. goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, because when, you know, when I used to play and, and I used to make a golf swing, if there were cameras around, you never heard them when during your swing. I, I'd hit a shot... And the caddy come back and goes, do you hear that guy? I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, the guy clicking. I said, no. You'd never actually hear them once the clubs goes back because, mm. you know, you, you're probably hearing your clothes or you, you're in concentration. The only time you hear it is before you hit. Yeah. It's the only time you hear it if there is a sudden noise. Even if it, like there's been times where a car horn has gone off at the top <laughs> of your swing. You don't even hear them. Mm. Or if you, even if you do, it happens, you know, your system doesn't comprehend it until the ball's long gone. But it's just that, it's that noise before you take the club back that you weren't ready for. Mm-hmm. So the little murmuring's no good, uh, no big deal. Some players now, a bit like the first tee, the Ryder, Ryder Cup. Cup. Well, I was about to get to that. <laughs> they, they're going, come on, make some noise. Yep. I mean, there was one year, there was one year Bubba Watson, and I forget who he was playing, but Bubba Watson got all the Americans going, USA, USA, yep. when they were hitting. And then whoever he was playing, let's just say it was I Lee. It was, I reckon it was Ian Polder. Let's say it was Ian Poulter. I reckon you're right. Because I watched this about an hour ago. (laughs) So all the Americans were doing the USA stuff while Bubba was hitting. And then Ian Poulter gets up and starts going, come on, I want to hear you. And all the Europeans are going, ole, 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 ole. Stand by. We'll get that in the next ad break. Oh, we've got it. in the next thing. We've got (laughs) it. Because, you know, players, nothing's unexpected that way. Yeah. It'd be hard to concentrate Mm. if if you're not used to it. But, you know, just the constant murmur that is the 16th hole at the Waste Management, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, and the booing when you miss a green, oh, or the booing hit the bunker. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they could almost have one channel dedicated to the sixteenth hole. Just the sixteenth. Why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't you? Just put it online. That's so you got genius. You got online. the tournament. You got the tournament, and you can watch the tournament. And you know that shows the sixteenth from time to time. Mm-hmm. But if there was just the sixteenth hole channel, I'd watch it. I'd watch it definitely. I want to see what's going on. Yep. I want to see oh, what is happening. <laughs> um, Hopefully, we see some more hole in ones this weekend. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Jared Lyle Jared holding Lyle one. Was one. That was a ripper. Francesco Molinari yeah. is the last one to get one. Was it? Yeah, was yeah, it? Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, look, if you haven't seen the Tiger Woods holding one on oh. the sixteenth, <laughs> just Google Tiger Woods holding one. It'd be the first one that comes up. Turn the volume up on yeah. your computer or your phone, and listen to the loudest noise in the history of golf. <laughs> It was huge. Love it. It was so good. Hey, you found it fascinating. Golfdigest.com did an article uh, this week on the back of the uh, the 16th. Of yeah, what were they saying? The seven most terrifying par threes on the PGA Tour. Oh, right. 12th at Augusta had been there. Let's, have, let's go through the list. Yeah, let's so go. the first one's TBC Scottsdale, the 16th hole. Fair enough. TBC yep. Scottsdale? 
Yeah, so the 16th. We're oh, playing. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're playing. Right, right. Second one is Quail Hollow, the 17th hole. The Bear Trap, is Side it? Side of this year's PGA Championship, the 17th is the signature hole, and rightfully so. The hole demands a 200-yard oh, carry yep. to a green sloped back to front and yep. right to left. Yep. In 2016, saw... 111 bogeys or worse compared to just 45 bogeys. Yeah, it just goes out. It's like a little teardrop out in the middle of the lake. Yep. Yeah, it's a ripper. Right, yep. Know that one? Good. That was number two. Uh, three. Number three is Riviera, the sixth hole. Is that one with the bunker in the middle the of the... two-tiered green featuring a bunker in the middle, middle of the of dance green. floor? Yeah, very, fa- very famous golf hole. Yep. yep. Uh, number four is TPC Sawgrass, the 17th. Yeah, the island hole. The island hole. Where they play the Players' Championship. That's Had correct. to be there. Yep, definitely. Just a little wedge or a nine-nine for these guys and... So many of the pros hit in the water. Yep, go <laughs> Number on. five, Muirfield Village, the 16th. 16th. Oh, come on. That's a redesign. That's not that big a deal. Go on. Next. <laughs> no, I would have thought like maybe the, the 11th or the 12th might have been, which is an Augusta 12th replica. Harbour Town, the 14th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Very narrow green, water on the right. Yep. And there's a tiny little bunker in the back left. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Right yep. And the final hole is the 12th. At Augusta. Had to be in there. Highlighted by Jordan Spieth's meltdown. Yes. <laughs> Is that what they put there? Yep. That's going to follow him for a long Ever, time. Forever and ever That's going to follow him for a long, long time. Good yep. list. I like a list. Yeah. Can we bring up some more lists, please? We can. In the show? Yes. Maybe we have a weekly list. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another par three. I reckon the toughest par three in this country, when I was playing, probably was the 16th of the composite, was a scary hole. Yeah. Particularly if the pin's on the left. It just felt like the ball dragged you over there all the time. It was a super scary hole because you, you know, your worst scores are only ever going to be a bogey. But it was a hard one to aim right and let the camber of the hill mm. on the green kick the ball in. That was always a tough one. Yep. I'm trying to think of another really tough par three. Um, no, they're just. I don't think there are any knee tremblers. They're just all just beautiful, yep. our, our par threes. Absolute rippers. Maybe the toughest hole in tournament golf or the is the last at Coolum, oh, yes. uh, Palmer Resort, where the dinosaurs now <laughs> reside. The Are still there? Hole. Yeah, the 18th <laughs> hole. The 18th hole was always a tough one because yep. uh, you had the brick wall right in front of the green, mm. uh, water all the way down the left. If you hit it down the right, there was thick rough, and then you had to deal with the water and all kinds of stuff. And it always seemed to be the last hole I played, and I needed to make a cut or something to keep my card. Mm-hmm. It's a... That was a knee trembler every single year. That was a ripper as well. Hey, just before we get to a break, quick uh, little fun fact. I yeah. was looking up some stuff about the Super Bowl this week with Phoenix Open. Yes. Uh, little fun fact about Matt Ryan, of course, the yeah. star quarterback, yeah. who's uh, playing uh, this weekend. He once finished first in a tournament yeah. and won a signed football signed by Matt Ryan. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> Very funny. There you go. Magnif. Well done. There you go. Hey, we're going to get to a break. We're going to f- dig up this audio of the Ryder Cup golf. Yeah, let's do that. The first tee. Let's do that. We'll find that next. This is the Clubhouse. We'll be back right after this. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Yeah, you certainly are. This is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Mark Allen and Julian Bayard with you as we Did talk about things golf. Found the audio. Yes, the audio. good boy. All right, let's have a listen. Um, I'll just get this up. So this was the first hole of the Ryder Cup golf. Just, uh, Here we go. This was, was it a, 2012, singles? Marco. Was it singles or foursomes? Or what was singles, it? Ian Poulter and Bubba Watson. Oh, let's have a listen. Here we go. A foursome match foursomes. between the European foursomes. team represented by Justin Rose yeah. and Ian Poulter yeah. against the United States of America team represented by Bubba Watson. Yeah. <laughs> 
Where was this at? Congressional. Needs a bit of support. Isn't there ever? <laughs> Home ground advantage. Representing Europe, Ian Poulter. Here so we Poult go. steps up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> he revs the crowd up. Come on. We need some more. Nine three and zero overall record. <laughs> oh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> he wants it. Is he going to hit? Here we go. go. <laughs> no. This is, this is as he's over the ball. Yeah. Oh. How about this? Just unreal. <laughs> How good. Come on, hit. <laughs> Swing. Come on. <laughs> there he goes. Bang. <laughs> right out. Now we got. Are we got to listen to Bob Watson as well. I think so. Then. Pulse, uh, That's a good when you do that, though. Missed it to the left. Right. And up steps Bubba. Here we go. <laughs> I tell you, the USA chant is a fearsome one. Isn't it? It's pretty oh, basic. It's pretty, <laughs> I know, but when they get behind it, it's enormous. Yep. All right, so here's Bubba. Imagine stepping up and playing a shot to that. Bang! There we go. And he found the fairway. He got the fairway? Yep. I mean, that's 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 so different mm. from <laughs> Ryder Cups from 50 years ago. Yep. But so good. Yep. You know, it's really... It's, I think it's healthy for the game when you see that sort of stuff. Um, unfortunately, the international team don't have a chant. It's going to do the Europe. <laughs> I think that's all they could do. Yep. I don't know what else they could do. Um but look, fantastic for golf. Absolutely brilliant, that sort of stuff for yeah. golf. And uh, we've seen it all this week uh, at the Weights Management over in Arizona. So um, I like it. I like what's going on. Yeah, and some of the players, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to be there. You don't have to play at this tournament. You can you can play somewhere else. It's just one hole. They don't do it to you anywhere else. Yep. But you know when you walk off the 15th green and you go through that tunnel yep. and come out the other side, you know, it's a different atmosphere. And I think, you know, one hole a year, maybe three, who cares? Yeah. It's fantastic for fun. the game. It's better for the game. 500,000, close to 600,000 people went through the gates yep. at this tournament a couple of years ago. Close to 600,000. Crazy. That's bigger than our spring carnival. And it's a golf tournament. I mean, it's off the charts, Jules. Yeah. What they've created there. Love it. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Masterclass. Yeah, let's go. It's up next. Marco's Masterclass. Yeah, it's time to get a free golf lesson from the number one teacher in golf on radio. His name is Mark Allen. He gives it to us every week. Mm. All for Club Mandalay. Hit the golf course. Play golf at Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. You can, can, of course, each and every week book online and save 10% off when you use the code CMGOLF. Nice. Right, I, I, I see a lot of people practicing and I, I see a lot of silly stuff. I see a lot of good stuff. The silliest thing that I see people practicing online by themselves, is the towel under the arms drill. Towel under the arms drill? Is, Never heard of it. Is garbage. People will set up, they'll put the towel under both armpits and try and hold it in there. It just doesn't work. It is a rubbish. When when you see some of the best players in the world, you see Palmer, you see Nicholas, you see um, you know, where Tiger is at the top of the swing, it looks like their arms are tucked in. I'm telling you, it, they're not. I want, I want to take you back to Ben Hogan's 
Five Fundamentals of Golf mm-hmm. book, The Modern Five Fundamentals. It's a great book, yep. except for one chapter where he says, don't turn the hips. <laughs> Rip that chapter out. Get rid of that. That is garbage because he definitely turned his hips. That is documented. Just go to go Google his swing right now and watch how much he turns his hips. He, in the book, he says he tried to keep them still. That chapter is garbage. Yep. Everything else is brilliant. Uh, an absolute brilliant way to play the game. Now, Ben Hogan doesn't talk about keeping his arms close to his body. He keeps about keeping his forearms close together. Now, I was talking about this with Craig Spence, the 1999 Australian Masters mm-hmm. champ, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And his coach, and my old coach, Dale Lynch, who you know coached Jeff Ogilvie as well, he always talks about the right arm position. It's a, it's a big factor in golf. So if you're a right-hander, the right arm position where it should be, obviously reverse it if you're a left-handed golfer. If you get in your golf stance and pretend you've got a golf ball in your hand and just take the right arm back and you're going to throw it as far as you can back at the position where the ball should be, it, your arm is not close to your chest. No. You can't get any power with your arm close to your chest. It's garbage. But get your arm back and you're going to ping it, this golf ball, back at you know where the tee is on the yeah. ground. Then your right forearm goes into a very different spot. And your right tricep and bicep are miles away. Yep. So what that translates into, Jules, and I'm glad you're listening and I'm glad you're trying to do it over there by yourself. You're yeah. actually making sense. Um Ben Hogan's theory, where he, you know, you look at his, again, modern fundamentals of golf, Ben Hogan. There is a picture, and they're beautiful pictures. Uh, someone drew them up for him. He, he imagines that his forearms have got this twine around them and that forearms don't um, separate. It's a fantastic visual, and it's a great way to swing the golf club. So there are so many people out there, so many, and so many contraptions about keeping your arms close to your body doesn't work when nobody does it. No. They keep their right fo- they keep their forearms close together, and it's a beautiful way to play. It stops. This is the best bit. We always talk about the shoulders stopping and the arms keep going. Mm-hmm. When the arms keep going, the right arm, your right arm just goes straight up in the air. The flying right elbow, the dreaded. The dreaded, and you know, when you go back and look at Jack Nicholas, and apparently he had a flying right elbow. It looks pretty good to me these days. Back in the old days, you know, when people were wearing um, suits, basically suit tops, <laughs> and playing golf, then there were no flying right elbows. Um, but you know, Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, Tiger Woods, the greats of the game. Their forearms were very close together. Their bicep and tricep was never close to their body ever, but the forearms were close together. So if you're a towel under the armpits kind of guy or girl stop doing it right now it is a garbage way to play golf Marco's masterclass each and every week there's one for you if you got the towel out on the practice no. just, just you know what the towel's for? for cleaning your ball cleaning and your cleaning ball. your clubs that's it. that's it and if you're doing a few back stretches put it down on the practice fairway <laughs> and do your rolls on the towel <laughs> but do not use it as a swing aid speaking of your back Marco before we get out of here can you fix it up before the Vic no, Open next week? I'm in all week? kinds of trouble, mate. I'm in all kinds. Hey, a million bucks prize money. Yeah, there is that. Fine. You know, all I want is my fair share. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm... you're due. <laughs> <laughs> I am due. We'll see, mate. I'm working hard. Yeah. I'm working hard. I want to play well. I want to perform well. Some good names um, have, uh, have yeah. come on board the Vic Open too. Yeah, I want to smash some of those good names too. Yeah. I want to smash them. Hey. And the kids, particularly oh. the youngies. I want to smash them. <laughs> I want to take their money away from them. <laughs>
There's nothing wrong with that. It's dog eat dog out there, mate. <laughs> I saw um, Brett Rumford's. Uh, yeah, Rummy's playing. Playing. Yeah. Yeah, Jared Lyle's playing. Yep. Robert Ellenby's playing. Mm -hmm. I think Aaron Price, who's having the massive Twitter war with Robert Ellenby. Oh, nice. Is playing. Let's pair them up. They're crazy not put to. Put him in the same group. Crazy and not to. Put you in that group as well, please. No, I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere near. Put them. him in the same group no. as Mark Allen. No. He'll be a ratings no. ratings no. winner. No way. Don't want to play with either the of them. The crowds would come from everywhere, Mark. It'd be a punch-up. <laughs> there would be a full-on punch-up. Imagine that. PGA.com. Big open results in punch-up with what a ripper. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, it's been fun today, mate. Good on you, Jules. I'll catch the, you next week. I hope the back gets fixed. Yeah, hey, too. I'm going to try out those um, tailor-made golf balls this week. Yeah, too. well, this week is the week. Yep. I think I'm getting a few. Good. Six dozen. We'll report on them oh, okay. next week. See you, buddy. See you next week.